to be in God's house. And uh, you're right, I have been in this church since I was 14 years old. Any 14-year-olds in the house? No, just one. And uh, incredible and uh, cannot believe that uh, the title of this message is called A Christmas Message. But cannot believe that uh, God sent me here. Uh, you know, I, I, I am so grateful to the Lord that uh, I got the opportunity to grow up uh, and be formed and uh, trained and equipped uh, with promises and spiritual weapons. Uh, I don't think there would have been anywhere better, anywhere greater. And I, I, without trying to sound like a somebody, I do feel like King David, who uh, got, you know, out into the fields and, uh, and fought lions and fought bears and uh, trained, was equipped and trained. And uh, so thank you so much, Pastor Phil, Pastor Julie. Um, and I truly believe that uh, as Julie and I step out, and uh, to start the Faith, Hope, Love Church, uh, it wasn't our idea. It wasn't a great idea that we had. Uh, we fought against it for probably two years because uh, I, I know what it's like to be uh, the leader of a church. I know what it's like. I've been in every backdoor closed room meeting that there is of a church. And church people are lovely, but at the same time, you know, I've seen the good and I've seen the bad. And so we are under no illusion of what it means to uh, place yourself in that position. Um, but I, I do believe when God calls you to do something, uh, you have two options. You say yes or you say no. And uh, God will... God's cool with either way. Hey, if that's what you want to do, great. If that's what you want to do, I'll move on and I'll find somebody else. But I do believe, and I, I am confident of this, uh, and this is nearly embarrassing to say, but I believe that what Phil, Pastor Phil and Julie have sown all these years, 27 years, I believe that we are going to reap. I believe we're going to stand on the shoulders of their hard work, their sacrifice, their efforts. And uh, it's humbling to think that. And uh, we're not leaving our church. We are not saying, so long, C3 Church, Tugra, no. Like Pastor Julie said, we are expanding. And I do believe that God longs to speak to people. And uh, it's a synergy between one and now two. We are extending our borders. And I can see a lot of people... I don't know what God's going to do through the Faith, Hope, Love Church, but I do see, uh, you know, I see, I see something happening. And I believe that uh, everything that we happens is, I believe we are reaping uh, what Pastor Phil and Julie have sown all those years. So I believe that we are standing on the shoulders. Uh, and so I, I nearly take no, it's, you know, I... I it's not me or Julie that have done any of this. I believe this is the fruit and the work of Pastor Phil and Julie. So all that is to come and all the 
all the great stuff that happens through the Faith Hope Love Church, uh, am convinced that uh, it feels like an inheritance. That's what it feels like, that somebody's dug a deep well. Uh, and uh, you know when I've never received an inheritance, if anyone has, amazing. But when you receive an inheritance, you weren't the one that got up and went to work. You weren't the one that got up and dug the holes or made the phone calls or sent the emails. You didn't do any of it. You just received it. And all of a sudden, there's a million dollars in your account. Wow, how did that happen? How great am I? No, it's because the generation before us laid a foundation, dug holes, took shots, took hits. And uh, anyway, so thank you, Pastor Phil. All right. Christmas message. If you have your Bibles, uh, come with me. Flick through some Bibles this morning. I love the sound of Bibles flicking. I think one of our things in the Faith, Hope, Love Church will be no phones. Um, if you ever drive past a bus stop these days, you'll see kids sitting at a bus stop, scrolling, looking, scrolling. And, uh, you know, they say dance like nobody's watching. Well, they're not anymore because they're on their phones. If you have your Bibles, paper Bible, read it, highlight it, underline it. Come with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 8, a Christmas message. To me, this is the Apostle Paul writing, to me who am less than the least of all the saints. What a guy. Um, and I find myself these days just walking the beach and saying, God, speak to your people. These days, I think we um, have so many, so many opinions coming at us that this is who we are. You're this, you're that. You're not designed like this. You're not designed like that. This is who you are. And here's the Apostle Paul calling himself a saint. He says, I'm the least of the saint, but I'm a saint. And I was like this, you know, if you'd ask people, are you a sinner or you're a saint? Oh, no, I'm not a saint. No, there's no, you know. But it's like believing who God says that we are. What is our mandate as the church? What is our mandate as Christians, as believers, as followers? Is to get the promises of the Bible, stand on them and believe that this is who God says that I am. It's funny that you'll find in the Bible, in the New Testament, it refers to Christians three times. Um, but it refer, every other time, it calls us saints, or believers, or workers, or co-workers, or heirs. It says, this grace was given. And uh, do you know that as we are connected to the Lord... Um, Jesus said three things. When you read through the Gospels, there's three things Jesus left us with, three, three absolutes. Uh, if you follow the life of Jesus through the Gospels, he says, when you pray, when you fast, when you give. It's not if you pray, if you fast, if you give. It's when you pray. Who are we as saints? Who are, are we as those who are connected? The Bible says, as we pray, as we fast, and as we give, and, and here's the deal, as we're connected to the Lord, four things happen. As we are those people who pray, fast, and give, this is what we can write in our email at the bottom of your signature. There's four things. We can believe that there's open doors. Who are we as believers? One, open doors. Everywhere we go, 
I know there's going to be a door open. I don't know if it's that door or this door or that door. I can be in any, any place, any situation. All of a sudden, a door opens. Who am I as I am connected to the Lord? One, open doors. Two, miraculous provision. Who am I as a believer? That God opens a door. Number two, there is miraculous provision that's seemingly, continually poured out into my life. How? I don't know how, but that's how it works. Three is favor. As I'm a believer, as I'm connected, there is favor on my life. I don't know how it works. I don't know where, where or how or why, but everywhere I go, someone seems to shake my hand. How did that go? How did that go? How did that go? I don't know, but I know that God put favor as we are connected to God Almighty. There is a, we walk in favor. Every, every, every moment where favor is going before us, behind us. And number four, there's a sense, there's a touch of God on our lives. It says, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles. And if you've ever heard those, um, I love to hear famous interviews. Anyone ever listen to interviews? And uh, sometimes I can't sleep. Sometimes I listen to a metronome. Anyone? Or a, uh, I listen to podcasts and things like that. And uh, is that famous question, hey, if you could have lunch with anybody uh, from history, you know, who would you like to sit down and have lunch with? And you hear Jimi Hendrix, you know, um, Bob Dylan. He's still alive? Yeah. Still alive. He can still have lunch with Bob Dylan. Oh, great. And, uh, and uh, you know, whoever, um, John Lennon, JFK, Abraham Lincoln. Um, I think if I could, what I would do is I would love, love to be in a crowded shopping center and go from here to there, one side to the other, standing next to Jesus and see how Jesus moves through the crowd, to see how Jesus speaks to people, to see how Jesus looks people in the eye, to see how he shakes people's hands. Uh, I believe Jesus moves slowly through the crowd. We're in a rush. We're always in a hurry. We're always got to get from here to here to here. I would love to be able to walk through a crowded, busy shopping center, one side to the other, next to Jesus, He's emotions, to see his face, to see who he speaks to, to see who he doesn't speak to, to see how much time he spends with this person. How come he didn't, you know, what happened? Uh, I, you know, that would be my, someone said, hey, you can go back. I would love to walk through a shopping center slowly and see how Jesus did it. It says here, the unsearchable riches, verse 9, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. This Christmas season, it is amazing. And uh, we are blessed that we have fellowship. We have a connection between God and earth. We have the connection between God, you know, between heaven and earth. And when you walk through busy shopping centers or when you're trying to find a park down somewhere and it's busy, we see these people that are very, very busy, very, very whatever they're doing, but there is no connection. And here the Bible says that uh, to make what is the role of the church, what is the job of the church, what is, what, is, what is the purpose of the church, verse 9. It says to make all see what is the fellowship of that mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God. There's that story in the Bible how um, there's a man who found a field, found a treasure in a field, so all he had to buy this field and how the secrets and the truths 
of the gospel message are hidden. And uh, it's not the role of the church to point fingers at those who haven't discovered it. It's not our role to go around and go, you dirty, rotten sinner, you so-and-so. Hey, you can't know what you don't know. And uh, it says here in uh, the book of Proverbs 25, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. And the Bible talks about how we are chosen people, God's chosen people, holy people, righteous people, kings, the Bible says, on the earth. Yeah. And what's, our, what's the deal? That we have discovered in God things that have been hidden. And uh, it says, in God who created all things. It says, in God, yeah. verse 9, who created. God is a creator. He's a creative being. As we connect with God, we get insights and revelation of future events, created all things through Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles, flick with me to uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Flick, flick, flick. It says, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they do. Who is God that we serve? He's the God who gives life. What does God do? He gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist, you know, as if they did. When he said to the man with the withered hand, he said, hey, stretch out your hand. Right. He says, I don't have a hand. He said, stretch out your hand. And what happened? As he stretched, as he stretched out something he didn't have, his hand came, came along. And verse 10, and this scripture is huge. It says, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the intent, to the design, purpose, mission that now, when? Tomorrow, last week, two years' time, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom, the abundant, the myriad, I've wrote some words down, multiple, the copious, the multiplex, what is, look up the word manifold and see what it means. It's every word you can imagine, abundant, myriad, numerous, multiple, copious, multiplex, wisdom of God might be made what? Known. Known. Underline, circle, put that down. That the manifold wisdom of God won't not be hidden anymore. It's not hidden it should be made known. Right. Check this out. By who? The church. the church. The pastors, the leaders, the team, the workers. No, no, the church. Who is the church? We are the church. It's not the front row. It's not the sound team. It's not the worship team. Who is the church? Who is the church? We are the church. All of us are the church. This is a promise to us. This is something we can stand on, that the intent that now, today, right now, the manifold wisdom of God, huge, unbelievable wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. The Bible says, on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. Maybe we need to get out our Bibles and uh, work out what it says and get these verses.
and say them over and over and over and get them in there. And see what God says. It says, verse 11. Anyone got their Bibles ready? According to the eternal purposes which he accomplished in Christ Jesus. I love that word accomplished. When, when Jesus came to earth as a baby in a manger, humbled himself, you know, you would think that the God of heaven, the God of the universe would come in a, you know, a form of a man dressed in gold or I don't know. Um, you wouldn't, if they asked me, hey, how, how are we going to send the Savior to earth it wouldn't be in the form of a baby in a manger in the back of the desert. As this Christmas season is upon us, um, I believe that God is longing to speak to us. God is longing to speak to our neighbours. God is longing to speak to our high schools, all those around us. And uh, there was a disconnect. What is the Christmas message? There was a disconnect. God longing to speak to mankind. Longing. Mankind longing to speak to God. But there was a there was a barrier. There was a thing in the middle called sin, and we couldn't get through that. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes uh, shall be saved. Whoever believes on Jesus shall be saved. And uh, so what happened? Jesus came to earth. God came to earth as a man, as a baby, lived this life. And uh, the Holy One, the sacrificial lamb, died on the cross took our sins, so we now have full access to heaven, access to the Lord. That says, so which he accomplished. What a powerful word, accomplished. That, uh, you know, many times we hear people say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Who knows a gunner man? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go there. I'm going to, and you know what you end up doing? Nothing. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go there. I'm going to build this. I'm going to send out that. Oh, wow. Did you do any of it? No, no, but I'm going to do it. Have you ever done it? No, you know, he said he accomplished, past tense, in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness, which doesn't make any sense that me, in my form, can have boldness to stand before the Lord, boldness to declare, boldness to proclaim, boldness to prophesy, boldness to say, hey, this isn't right. I'm going to change it from this to this. It doesn't make sense that mankind can boldly stand before Almighty God. It doesn't make sense. You, would, you couldn't add, 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 add it up and you go, no, it doesn't make sense. But it says here that we have boldness, boldness and access. We have a full you know, backstage pass to heaven. We have the all-access backstage pass. Hey, you know what? I can, in any moment, no matter what I've done, no matter what I haven't done, I can now stand before the Lord and even declare something. Hey, I can, I can, I can even be honest and say, hey, God, I'm, I, I don't think this is right or I feel ripped off. Or this isn't, this isn't how, this isn't on earth as it is in heaven. God, this is not how it is on earth as it is in heaven. We have access with confidence. Verse 12 is huge. If you have your Bible, just put an arrow to it. Highlight it. In whom, Jesus, we have boldness and access with confidence. There's so many big words right there. Through faith. Faith is believing who God says that I am. 
And when you work out who God says that you are, uh, amazing, incredible, you have boldness and access through confidence, through faith in Him. It says, therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart. And if you've ever um, been in any conversations these days with any other believers, any other those who are connected to the Lord, any other pastors, any people in shopping centers, what is happening? I'm feeling that people, what are they doing? They're losing hope. They're losing heart. Hey, great people, amazing people. Uh, people who have been in church life forever and ever and ever, great-hearted, you know, solid people who were there. What, what, what is the, the issue we're facing within the church? It's not, you know, many times it's not, um, you know, these big, you know, crazy sins that people know. It's so simple. It's just that lost hope. They've lost heart. And... Uh, Jill and I got the chance the other day to do an interview on the radio with um, our friends at Rima FM. And they said, hey, guys, uh, you run Christian Surfers, so much fun. Um, what do you need? And uh, you obviously need money. Well, oh, yeah, we need money, of course. But um, uh, you need stuff. Yeah, we need stuff. But uh, Jillian said, hey, you know what we actually need? We need the mothers and the fathers. Who do we need in the church right now? We need mothers and we need fathers to father the next generation, to encourage, to lead, to guide the next generation. Therefore, I ask you that you do not, this is my last prayer, that you do not lose hope, lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. That as we go around this Christmas season, even as we go to our families. Uh, as we go to family dinners and we see, uh, for us, sometimes it can be a great time, but for others, Christmas can be, it can really hit home that they don't have a family. They, they have struggles with their father, with their, their estranged family. This day, as, as we are connected to Almighty God, that everywhere we go, the Bible calls us saints, that God has called us with a message God has given us a message of faith, of hope, of love. God has given us a message that, hey, you may be feeling like downcast, but we are carriers, the church, not the front row, not the worship team, but the church. We Everywhere we go, when we go into Aaron Affair, we're going to Westfield, we're going to get a coffee on whenever, we're at the service station. I'm encouraging church, you church, to slow down. Put your phone in your pocket. We are carriers of the message. We have received a message. We have faith. We have hope. We have love inside us in a dying world. And I'm encouraging the church today, especially, try it out. Walk through a shopping center with no agenda. Walk through a shopping center slowly. See the people. See the people who are trying to do it on their own. Yeah. Un unreal. And uh, that we have the light in here. Last thing I want to do. Um, Jill and I have uh, been here for a very, very long time, and we have, uh, I believe God has trained and equipped and, in, you know, put God's spirit. We're going to carry the same spirit of this house out. Um, and we got the uh, opportunity years and years and years ago to uh, run the youth ministry. You see a guy up there in those photos, painted blue. Anybody? That was a great day. 
and uh, still got a bit of blue somewhere. And uh, it was so much fun for us, and we've done a lot of different roles in here, and it has been a privilege, and it has been an honour, and uh, I... I can't even imagine where I would be without C3 Church, Crossroads Church when it started, um, which was a heyday, but it turned into, yeah. What are you doing now? Oh, shout out. Shout out. I just want to add something before he goes to this next bit, and that is that the reason why we are stepping out is because we believe that there is a harvest, a great harvest that's about to pour into the church of young people. And so when we say that the church needs the mothers and fathers, you better get ready because there is young people about to flock into his house and they are so battered, they are so bruised, they are so torn up inside and so full of damage And we need the mothers and fathers to stand up. We need you to come through this resilient course because we need you to be so strong on the inside because you need to hold up the arms and help heal this next generation. You have been praying for this for your whole entire lives, many of you. You've prayed on the lookouts, you've fasted, you've wept, you've interceded, and maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you're feeling a little bit lost in this sort of interim of what's happening in the world. But the truth is that there's young people coming, isn't there, Mace? There's young people coming, and when you hear them, they have such a heart and such an innocence, and we have to go out there and get them. We need to go and get the harvest, and um, last week... Um, we were in a church and someone tapped Andrew on the shoulder and he said, and she said, um, are you the pastor that's going out on the Central Coast? And he said, yes. And she said, because I just saw a vision of you. I, is that all right to share? I'm started. <laughs> she said, I see a great harvest and I see you on a horse, mounted up on a horse, and I see you with a lasso in your hand, and I see you whipping out people out of the darkness of hell and bringing them up. And then she said, but then I see the Lord whipping you up into the heavenly places. And that's what our agenda is. That is what our heart is. We are going out to just literally save the harvest, save the young people. We need to be a strong voice We need to speak the word of God because right now truth is so um, mixed. It's full of opinions. It's full of this, that. Um, We need to speak the word of God to young people. But I want to say to the mothers and the fathers that have sacrificed so much through prayer, through everything, that get ready because we actually, we so need you as well. We need you to be mothers and fathers to this generation. I see young people pouring into this house. I see young people pouring into the faith, hope, love. I see young people pouring into the church across the whole Central Coast. It's going to be a great harvest and it's coming. Now is not the time for us to rally the army. Now is the time for us to mend the lost sheep, to heal the hearts, so that we are ready when the Lord calls us. The saints are coming. And uh, last thoughts, and this is a cry and a prayer. When Julie and I had the, uh, I can't believe that Pastor Phil and Julie let us lead the young people, which is incredible. And uh, we used to come back on a Sunday morning and there'd be footprints up the wall 
And they go, how did those footprints get, uh, I don't know, it must have been here. And, uh, and in my mind, that's when Nanny ran up the thing and did a backflip off there. And uh, so much fun. But as a declaration to our uh, generation, I think, before every service for nearly a year, uh, we played this song. And uh, not yet. And uh, not yet. He's ready. Uh, and uh, I want, the Bible calls us saints. The Bible says that we have a message that's hidden and that it's our role to make the manifold wisdom of God, what? Known. Known. Throughout who? The world. Known. That we have a treasure. We have something inside us. And it's our role as the church. Who's the church? We are the church. Saints. I love that word, saints. We are the saints. We're not sinners. Sometimes we act like sinners. Sometimes we do crazy things, but the Bible says that we are saints connected to the Lord. So as we go through our world, as we go through our life, we have something inside of us that others are longing for. Do not, promise me, do not hold it. Do not hide it. Do not keep it. Uh, Be bold enough to release what we have inside us. And we use this song. Uh, as a declaration to our young people. We started our youth ministry with, I think, eight people. And, uh, and I just knew, I just knew, Jeff, I knew as it started, I just knew that God had called young people en masse to come in and be a part of our church, incredible church. I just knew it. I don't know how, but it was just in there. And so we played this song. Uh, this was... Really, when Jill and I stepped out and started our official ministry, this was the first thing that we did. So I think it's appropriate and fitting uh, as the last thing we do in C3 Church Tucker before we start the Faith Hope Love Church as a declaration, as, um, as a proclamation uh, to our next generation uh, that uh, this is a prayer uh, that we are the saints. We are God's hands. We are God's feet. We have a truth, a power, a light inside us for a hurting generation. So can we play that and turn it up as a last moment?
Andrew, we commend you. This is what I want to say to them and you and I. Let's all stand. God bless you as you do. Six o'clock tonight. Father, we thank you for ones being sent out.